0: Sit back, strap in, and relax. Cue transition. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to The Street Pers- Perspective. Um, tonight's episode, we're gonna be talking about what's been going on in our lives for the past couple months. we has been a hiatus, um, you know, new job changes, of course, um, uh, new endeavors, and uh, being
1: more intentional. Yeah, we're also going to get into uh, why this man over here is dressed in all black uh, <laughs> over here in February, and why you don't try to turn a hoe into a housewife. <laughs> more on that later. Yeah, also, I mean, it's a really fun one.
0: Like I said, guys, and this is the first podcast of the year, and more to come, guys. So, so listen in. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Street Perspective. I am your host, Aaron Streeter. We're back, bitches. Hope everyone's having a great 2023. And as always, I got my co-host with me, James, JP3, Patrick. Peace. So how's your new year been, though, far brother?
1: I can't complain. 2023 is is doing okay. We we are looking a little shaky at one point because, <laughs> you know, we're losing somebody like every other day. Uh, it started off kind of rough, but, you know, it's just calmed down. Yeah. I think uh, 2023 is, has tamed itself a little bit, so we're good. Yeah, we're it's good. been... um.
0: It's been a very interesting yet hectic 2023. But um, I got no complaints. It's... I feel very calm with just everything that's going on in my life. And it's hectic. And I, I shouldn't be this calm with everything that's going on in my life.
1: So what, what do you attribute your inner zen to?
0: Um, I genuinely feel like everything was going to work out. And a lot of the times it was... a uh, You can say, you know, it's going to work out, things are going to work out in the mirror to yourself as many times, but if you don't truly believe it, then it's not going to really hit. And I really have to think to myself, I'm like, this year, there's so many things I've always said I wanted to do. There's so many things I've tried to do but didn't follow through, and to be honest with you guys, consistency has always been my enemy. It's been my enemy For a very long time. Discipline too. But it was something to where. I see. Where I'm going. I see. Who I can be. And if. I just focus. And do the things that I don't want to do. And be consistent for a very long time. I'll get to where I need to be. And I'll be. Everything I ever thought I could be, or was, or is. But um, and by the way, guys, we are shooting this in February, so Black uh, Happy Black History Month, guys. Um, but we got a good, uh, you know, show for you guys tonight. Like I said, we're just kind of playing a little bit of catch up and really um, talking about, you know, you know, we're, you know, both in our you know early thirties and really talking about, you know. In this stage of our lives, what does Black History Month actually mean to us now, compared to you know when we were you know younger and growing up and media and family and all those things? But so you said, uh, JP, that I mean things kind of stabilized. So um, I know I know things have been
1: I mean pretty good though. Yeah, I mean every day is above ground is a, a good day, right? So you know success is. You moving towards your goals, moving one step closer. You know, so like you mentioned, with consistency, you know, that's the key to progress. Yeah. And success is simply making progress towards your goals. So, I mean, as long as you're moving towards what you want and you're making progress, however small, you know, you're a success, and that's something to be happy about. Um, you know, health—that's another big one. Yeah. You know, the people—people people who have their health want a lot of things. People who don't only want one. Yeah. So, you know, if you're healthy, if you're out there, you know, going after your goals and your dreams, what's there to complain about? You know, we got a lot of stuff going on. We uh, wrapped up the autocross championship for STX this nice. past year. So you are in the privilege of being in the, the company of an autocross champion for the local region okay let's go yeah. all, right. all right so we just gotta we're waiting on that trophy okay nice presentations to be the first event for this upcoming season nice so we got a, a title to defend so that's how okay. it works um gonna make some some modifications not not a whole bunch because <laughs> the formula worked uh not gonna be like the buccaneers and, and go blow up the whole team and, and mess with the winning formula yeah um but you know, make some tweaks, actually get on some current generation tires because that was one of the bigger drawbacks from last season. Um, you know, it was a victory, but it was a very calculated, slim margin of victory. I got to the point where, points wise, second place couldn't overtake me and then they weren't at the last event. So, nice. But even yeah. if they were, it would not going to happen for them. So nice. we, we both set that one out because the results weren't going to change. But this year, I want to have a larger little cushion. I don't want to have to be, you know, fighting. I want to have that first round bye in the playoffs. I'm going to have home field advantage. <laughs> the <way> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to do it the Philadelphia Eagle route, not the uh, the Buccaneers back in 2020 route. Yeah, right. Or uh, was that 21? No, it was mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to do. Get uh, new tires, uh, wider tires, stickier tires. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be more competitive that way. Uh, maybe a short shifter you know basic things spark plugs and okay. oil changes flush out all the brake fluid you know make sure that we are in tip top running shape so we are doing that let's see what else do we do. it's been a while since we got together yeah all it's right? been yeah it's
0: been definitely
1: uh quite a few months yeah we went to a wedding out in vegas with some some good friends uh it was a great time so it's always good to celebrate love yes and uh like Vegas. Yeah, and, and it wasn't a surprise. It was actually planned. it's so, <laughs> always good. Yeah, very good. So did that uh let's see and then January. Oh. Went to a bachelor party for yet another wedding. Yeah. Uh for another friend. That that was a great experience as well. Um and so that yeah, kinda of the highlights uh since last we got together.
0: Okay. all right. um well things have uh been uh I went through quite a few changes, so I ended up doing a, another um, career change. So, no longer at the shipyard, guys, uh, stressing my body out, cleaning out tanks, in the elements. Thank fucking God. <laughs> yeah. Um, no more hard-hat work boots. No more hard-hat work boots. Um, <laughs> those are retired indefinitely. But um, now I work at a actually a cushy office job there. It's not bad, I uh, work in a call center, uh, downtown, and I also... Um, you, you're not spam likely, are you? No, I'm not spam likely. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually work for a call center where we uh, take a lot of the calls for uh, GM OnStar. So oh, a lot okay. of people that are... So um, people
1: who can't drive, who end up in a ditch, they press no, a little button in the ceiling, and No, I don't do, you?
0: no, I don't do that. I'm just a part of uh, the Welcome Renewal Department. So people uh, that first get OnStar when their trial's about to end, we give them additional months. People that have already had uh, that been renewing for the last six months, years, things like that. We either put them on a monthly plan or we renew them, you know, for another year. And, you know, uh, we always like to sweeten the deal, you know, and they'll give you a couple months for free. But uh, I have realized about OnStar, it's a lot more than just pressing that blue
1: button. Oh, really? So, so you can see how the how the sausage is made you
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it's a really valuable service. Like, I didn't really realize... So, like, there's three main services just with OnStar. You have, like, remote. Sponsorship
1: opportunity. Mm.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but, like, you have, like, remote access. So everybody's heard that, you know, I can unlock my car, start my car. Um, yeah. You can do diagnostic, check child uh, tire pressure and stuff like that. You even locate the car through the app. Uh, nowadays, you can use your car as a hotspot. So they have data in the car. So, like, you can go on trips and stuff like that. And then you also have like you know, of course the one of the biggest things you always heard about. I get into a car accident, you know, OnStar is pinpointing my location because they're on satellite, so mm-hmm. they're coming straight out
1: to you. Yeah, it's a little bit too much Big Brother for me. And all uh,
0: that yeah. And I, don't, I don't. I mean, to be honest with you, like to be honest with you, like it's kind of crazy, but it's one of those things where it's like oh, let's oh, go and yeah. say you get into a dead spot or you get into an accident, you don't got OnStar, you got to press that blue button. Uh, well,
1: you know, the new iPhone does that. Apparently, I don't have one. Yeah, but I mean, this that's what they advertise. They said that the phone will call for you. It will. If it so happens to not get flung out the car. I mean, that might be enough force to trigger its automatic call response. Now, it might be 50 feet away from you, but I'm pretty sure when the ambulance comes, huh, that's true. they should be able to figure yeah,
0: it out. Yeah, I mean, you got things like, you know, um, they got roadside assistance attached to it now. They got, um, you know, they work with AAA. And you also have something where it's very big brushes. Stolen vehicle sled down. They can slow your car down to a stop and lock your ignition.
1: So, clearly, you're on track to be a sales trainer at this program. Uh,
0: no, this is just, you know, again, guys, um, I had my uh, credit repair business. I was in life insurance. Um, still active in both, but not in a uh, full time capacity. Um, got a regular job to do what I need to do. Not going to do this all or nothing shit. By the way, do not do why all gotta, or nothing.
1: Why it got to be shit, man?
0: Because it's exciting, <laughs> but it's exhausting. Because when it's good, it's good. And
1: when it's bad, it's bad. And no, Profound. Well, I, I forgot to mention, so I, I'm actually working on a contract basis uh, with Coach in, in town. Managing the, uh, the photo production Okay. Good. Yeah. So, figured I would leverage the skills I've already used building the e- e-commerce business. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's damn near the same thing it's a it's a slight tweak in that um when i'm dealing with resale you know it's low volume high margin okay. um, whereas typically in a retail environment you're dealing more so with high volume and relatively lower margins because it's all new goods okay um so so is all this old goods that's why it's so high margin um it's high margin because of what you get it for versus what it's worth like if you go to the thrift store and pay 20 dollars for a pair of shoes that are worth a hundred that's a healthy margin. Whereas if you're buying shoes brand new, like people like to do retail arbitrage. So you go into- Yeah, like, or like uh, these files.
0: resellers and stuff like that, or like they want to, you know, let me go and get, you know, 500 Jordan 12s or whatever yeah, else. Exactly. You go and out then, to the
1: outlets and buy Jordan 12s for $80 and they're worth $120. Like, like, that sounds cool. But well, by the time you pay shipping, whatever fees for whatever service plan- Exactly. You might make on, 20 bucks, maybe. Maybe. Not even? Maybe. And then look at how much capital you're out, right? You buy 10 pairs exactly. at $80 each. You're out of $800 to ultimately make, what, 10 pairs, $20, 200 Yeah, exactly.
0: doesn't make I sense. Mean,
1: if you're sitting on a mountain of cash, it's a viable model. Because at some point, like, that becomes your competitive advantage. Like, you have more capital to put into the game. So if I can afford to buy 1,000 pairs new, exactly. you know, I'm going to be the guy that has that new shoe that people want to buy. The other thing is it's more efficient. So, and then this is where it gets into like the production studio environment. If I buy a hundred pairs from a thrift store or a local seller, like on Facebook marketplace or something like that, um, I've got to take pictures of all hundred pairs because they're all different. They're they're used, they might be slightly used. They might look damn near new, but they're not new. So that means I need to thoroughly document the condition of each one of those items. So that's a hundred sets of pictures. That's a hundred different listings that I have to create. You know, there's time and manpower that goes into that. Whereas if I buy a hundred new pairs of shoes, it costs me way more to buy those shoes, but I only have to make one listing because every pair is exactly the same. It's brand new, it's Mm. in the box. So I take one good set of pictures, I can make one listing with multiple quantities and then just sell them like that. So there's a balancing act. So I'm more used to working on the the resale side where I'm taking a lot of pictures of unique items, whereas this is, and, and the standards for those pictures isn't nearly as high. Okay. Um, because I just want to make sure that you know what the shoe looks like, that it's accurate. Okay. It doesn't have to look perfect because the shoe isn't perfect. Okay. Whereas in a production environment where you're dealing with retail items, especially luxury goods, those pictures need to be dead on. Okay. Um, because you're trying to sell 1,000, 2,000, 10,000, 50,000 items based on this one set of pictures that you're putting out there okay. you know, on the website. And so it's a lot higher tech. You know, you've know, got the whole studio, the booth. you got my... <laughs> but um, I'm not the my photographers were like $10,000 worth $14,000 worth of gear the other day like what? And it came and it could all fit except for there's a couple big pieces It could all fit like on the couch that you're sitting on Jesus I mean, it's it's crazy And yeah. I'm getting up into the upper echelons of
0: So um, I'm guessing I'm guessing at least for what you're doing you're getting compensated at least decently. I mean,
1: I believe it's fair for the time and see the environment is the thing. Like one thing you, you mentioned by like, you know, where we're at at this stage in life, like what you're looking for. Man, I tell you, well, one thing you realize as you get older, we actually have this conversation at the office. Um, yeah. you know, when you get older, one thing you realize that is not for sale is your peace. Yes. Your peace of mind, right? It's not worth it. Like when you're young, a lot of people, you know, you gotta grind, you gotta hustle, you gotta earn your stripes and work your way up exactly. the ladder and all that. And to some extent, yes, there is some of that. Exactly. It's kind of like like with kids. If you have a kid that's uncoachable, like as a, as a young kid, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Right? You have to be able to take direction if you one day want to be able to give direction. So exactly. you do you do have to work your way up and earn your place um, to some extent. But you get to a certain point point. it's like, look, if this environment is not for me, if I can't bring my whole self to work, exactly. if I can't be myself in this environment, if it's not nourishing me in any kind of way yeah. other than just getting a paycheck, it's probably not a good place for you to be long-term. Yeah, I mean... Because you're not going to have peace while you're there. Yeah,
0: uh, I would say the place that I'm at right now, it's not a bad place, but over the last couple of weeks, it's they've just changed a whole lot to where it's like, at the end of the day, I understand security, I understand you know, we're dealing with people's information, but you're doing things in a way where if you gotta do all that, then you might as well shut the damn program down. Oh, it's like that? Like, <laughs> I'll talk about it when I make my exit. <laughs> you be smart, you be smart. But so this is not gonna be your exit interview, okay. This is not my exit interview. Okay. But it's just it's just a lot of change where I'm just, I'm doing my job, if I'm confident, like I don't need a I don't need a pep talk I don't need any of those things as long as I'm doing it there's no complaints from customers and I'm getting enough of you know appointments or sales or whatever you want to call them leave me the hell alone man that's all I want come in there and do what I need to do I mean I don't mind joking and playing whatever people it's nice horrible cool people but it's management is one of those things where it's like you're you're squeezing people right. now. Your you have people that can't leave the job.
1: Can't? What do you mean can't? That sounds a little Sorry. bit like indentured servitude no. or something.
0: Won't necessarily. You're you're putting people in the job where the job is strict in some ways now, but also lenient in other ways. As long as you go in there and do your job, but we're, we're, they're they're squeezing
1: them. They're squeezing us right now. Like for more production, or like squeezing you, like
0: squeezing like very re- just very just very restrictive. Like I, I almost feel like I'm in uh I'm in prison. I almost feel like like I'm talking about they're making the rounds, they're making the day di- like I'm talking about every five, ten minutes. Up and down, up and down the aisles, up and Just down. Just to make the hours. sure people are doing their job. Doing their job. Uh, phones, things like that. And I understand what the phone things like no trash cans. Yes. You heard that correctly. You I'm you not gonna go- to have trash cans. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're not gonna i can okay. not gonna go into that. Get no shoelaces, neither, no belts. <laughs> 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 yeah, But, um, yeah, like, it's... Please tell me there's not a gun line. <laughs> <laughs> but it's somewhere where I thought I was going to rock out. Like, again, I'm, you know, I'm looking for, you know, I've updated my resume. I've done my, you know... um. Yeah, we already knew what time I'm looking, um, Yeah, I'm looking for my access stretch. So, um,
1: um... So it's not your forever home?
0: It's definitely not my forever home. I thought I was going to rock out there for a year, but that has... Uh, severely diminished now. So, again, I'm just gonna come in there. You know, that's
1: that's the challenge with a lot of jobs, right? You got you gotta balance three things. You know, the actual work itself, your coworkers, yeah, and the management, yeah. And the challenge is that it's pretty easy to find two of those things that are that are pretty decent. Yeah, it's hard to find all three. Yeah, because usually one of them spoils it for the other two. Yeah, um, like. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm going to say one more thing about it and then we're going to get on top. But we had an uh, audit recently and it was one of those things where if we would have failed this audit, the whole program would have got shut down. Oh. Like basically, the, f- the whole floor had the whole thing in our hands and the floor above us. But the floor above us doesn't have what we have or still has what we had. So that tells me that something happened on the floor that I'm at. But
1: something that you don't know anything about, exactly. you weren't a part of. Yeah, but you are being exactly. no food, for no it. drinks, no blankets.
0: Craziness. Mm-hmm. but you know I'm gonna come in there get and on my that paycheck. No, the prison industrial
1: it. complex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be my forever home, but you know it's a it's a paycheck. It's thirty minutes. Away from my house, if I gotta walk, since I, you know, don't have no wheels no more, um, I've been doing this Uber bus life, and it's. Uh, I probably saved a lot of money.
1: Really? I'm probably
0: gonna. I'm probably gonna sit back at the, basically at the end of, March and kind of, check out because I had a car note of almost 350. I was probably paying, 150 a month for car insurance, and I was paying maybe, anywhere from. 60 when gas was low to like 80, 90 to fill my tank up. And that was every probably 10 days. So three times a month. Yeah, so the the thing what I'm always going to say is having a car is nice because it has that convenience. Because when you want to get up and go, you want to get up and go somewhere and you got gas in the car, you don't get up and go. We've all been there where we've forgotten something at the house, or we've, or we got back to the house and like, okay, I got to the store ten minutes away, and we just like, okay, we get back to yeah. go back in the car, get up. You can't do that when you don't have a car. Or somebody so, picks you up, like, hey, just got an extra ticket to this jazz game all of a sudden. Exactly, come down here. Exactly. So getting getting used to as far as being a little bit more um, planning things out ahead. Google Maps is Google Maps is your friend. I'll tell you that right now. But, um. And Apple Maps ain't shit.
1: Oh my God. Fight me. (laughs) Jesus. I remember Apple Maps in the day was horrible. Oh, Apple Maps ain't nothing but MacBooks revisiting. (laughs) Oh (laughs) my God. With no
0: updates. Jesus. But, um. Yeah, it's just you you have to plan, you know, out a little bit more. Like, uh. Speaking of changes in my life. So, again. Speaking of planning. Ah, okay. So we're going to get into that. So by the way guys, like I was saying before, um I worked the call center, of course, been doing that since November. So left the um I literally as soon as I left the shipyard, I literally went into training for the call center. Then I worked fast food nights and weekends. I started that 3 weeks after I did the call center. So I worked yeah. So I worked 3 to 4 days uh, usually 3 during the week and then nights and weekends. So, a couple days during the week, I'll leave my house around 8 o'clock. I won't get back in at 12.30. The good days, when I only work job one, I get in my house about, you know, 6.30. So, uh, like he was saying, if I was interesting and not planning, mind the business that pays you guys. Really, really do that. So, And hmm. I'm going to chalk this up to... um Something that happened in 2022 because I took possession of said thing in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I went to um, the tri state, which is Philadelphia, Jersey, Delaware, uh, to visit family, a couple of days before that, there was a stray dog. Now I have a dog, which is not a stray. Had, I'm stray anymore. Um, had him for about two years. My little, little, uh, Spanish neighbor that speaks little English. She had her in her hand. This stray dog. Me being the nice person, I'm like, I have an extra crate. My dog's not being an asshole anymore enough to where he's not chewing on my baseboards. He's doing that again, so his ass is in another crate. But, mm-hmm. let me go and foster this dog, whatever. I, You know, whatever.
1: You know, that's fine. She was cool. If she didn't only, bite me. She, if only there was someone that came in tried to warn you about this course of action at the moment that this happened. Okay. You you told me this after the fact. No. As soon as you mentioned, oh, so I saw this straight dog. No. (laughs) Before you even told me what you did, I told you no. She belongs to the streets.
0: She definitely belongs to the streets. So, um, this happened December 17th, and it was the worst timing you could possibly imagine because, like, now I have another dog the the fortunate thing was she keeps my other dog in line which was nice it was like he calms his little hyper uh, hound ass down what i did not know she was pregnant so for you guys um a female dog pregnancy is not like a human pregnancy there's nine months hers was about 45 days You guys do the math. So two weeks ago, I get off of a double shift, leaving my house at eight, and this little pit bull terrier, within two weeks of me having her, is barefoot and pregnant on both sides of her stomach. And I walk her, everything is fine. I'm a night owl myself, so I don't go to sleep. I walk out to about 1.30. She got two puppies out of her already. I freak the fuck out. I call the vet. What do you... Well, you gotta go and get them uh, to us. Well, I don't have a car. Well, you know what you're gonna have to do, sir? You're gonna have to start ripping up, ripping open amniotic sex. When I tell you I could not touch those two puppies um, that were out of her in the beginning... I was about to throw up, but once I got my hands in there and, like, we're doing this, um, 6.30, she delivered 15 puppies, unfortunately. I'm, a, I'm sorry, how many? 15. Yes. Five in the crate, 10 on my futon. You know the futon. Please tell me that's in the dump. Right? It's not in the dump. I actually cleaned it. I cleaned it after, um... Shitty Butt Butt over there did what Shitty Butt Butt did. And I actually cleaned that off and things was great. Now, some that things, thing is
1: ruined. Some things cannot be
0: cleaned. Yeah, that definitely can't be ruined. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's uh, When you have amniotic um, juices on a futon. And what's worse is you think a, a dog is done. So you stop. You sit down for a second. You come out five minutes. There's another one. And another one, and another one popping out of her. And all she's doing is eating the amniotic sacks around them. And you're trying to keep these bastards alive.
1: This bird's bought to you by DJ (laughs) Cat.
0: And another one. So, um, yeah, I have 13 puppies right now.
1: So, moral of this story is,
0: Mind your motherfucking business. I tell you right now. And um, last week I uh, took them all to the vet. Now this was this was literally I should've made content out of this. I called an Uber because my buddy decided he couldn't come at the last minute.
1: Uber XL only fit... Uber XL no, was for, they up had, to like what, seven? No, they had what Uber, Uber
0: you got for fifteen. No, it was Uber I'm Ten. Sorry, Seventeen? Total?
1: It was actually
0: ten. Yeah, it was Uber Pet. It was just Uber and they'll pay them extra because it's pets. They didn't know what the hell they were walking into, though. Uh, So, um, it's kind of funny because my producers actually... So, there's a backpack. So, um, I had a blanket. And, of course, you can't just put 13 puppies in a blanket. So, I had Mama on the leash. Uh, Thank God, Big Dummy. Mine wasn't the dad because the math wasn't mapping. But by the way, my dog is a very cute dog. Puppies would have been fired. fire. Fire. Mm-hmm. But, and I had to put 13 of these puppies in a backpack. Yes. You uh,
1: the motherfucking explorer over here. Yeah.
0: When I got to No More <laughs> Homeless Pets, this, this vet kind of like, I was like, hey, this is the only way I can get them over here. So. Needless to say, a um, lot less expensive than I would have thought if I would have had to go and um, actually get them all seen because they nothing can be done until they're eight weeks old, by the way. Um, mm. And they can't leave the mama. So mm. unless they're constantly fed, which more times than not, they're not. So they don't want, they don't want you to take the puppies from the mama until they're eight weeks old. So I got six more weeks to go. By the way, I'm selling puppies. <laughs> I cannot keep any of these motherfuckers. I can possibly keep the mama, and if I ain't doing so, my buddy is getting neutered and she's getting spayed. I don't need a um, an encore. Definitely don't need that. Link down below to buy puppies. Uh, definitely, definitely. But um, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, even when I told you, you're like, there's no fucking way. And I showed you pictures, and I put them online, and I got every one of them up and actually took pictures of them. And, um, normally, a dog only has, like, five to six, so I'm like, what the fuck, like, what do you, like,
1: what is this, one, what is this, 101 pit bulls? I mean, I think somebody's trying to teach you a lesson. Really? A lesson that you will not forget. A lesson so powerful that when you share your experience with others, they can get the value of the lesson without having to experience it themselves. I think that is your purpose in this role. Because if it had been a normal birth, four or five puppies, like, okay, you know, these things happen, yada, yada, yada. Fifteen. That's something you got to tell a friend about. You wouldn't believe what I just heard. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I delivered
0: them all. And, uh, I'm actually glad that's, uh, the messed up thing about all this is I'm glad I am a night owl because I thought about going to sleep and what would've happened is I would've woke up and it would've been a fucking bloodbath in a fucking crate. There would've been blood every fucking where. I still had to clean up blood because track blood everywhere. And, um, by the way, what I found out about this dog, she's crate trained, to a degree. But, you know, you're you're in a crate for fucking 12 hours, you're gonna shit. She's not housebroken. So I, I was, because I'm trying to be nice and say, hey, you're in these, you're in this one crate with your fucking 13 puppies, let me give you some breathing room. And I don't want to wake up to piss and shit anymore. So, no. Being
1: nice is what got you in the situation the first Uh, time. What was I supposed to do? Do you want a real answer? Yes. Leave her where you found her.
0: If I would have left her, I would have still had to walk past her.
1: I still had to walk my dog. Okay. Let me ask you this. You've walked to work before, right? Yes. Right. And I'm sure at some point walking down the sidewalk, you've seen piles of shit on the ground. Yes. Do you pick them up? No. Do you put them in your pocket? No. Do you bring them to the office and put them in the motherfucking fridge? No. Okay. So, you are able to walk past things and not interact Yes. With them. That's true. And your life is made better because Yes. Of... Just apply that to more things. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. But um, I'm rolling with it. And it's uh, it's taught me a lot of like what how much you can actually handle? Um, like, it doesn't make sense how calm I am about all this shit right now. But almost like serial killer calm. Like,
1: <laughs> like, like you own some like Dexter
0: stuff. Like uh, I mean, what can you do? You just kind of got to roll with the punches. So, hmm. so that's what I'm doing right now. By the way, uh, I can't wait till these puppies are. Some of these puppies are fat already.
1: Oh, those sound like the winners.
0: Yeah, there's there's about five or six of them that are that are definitely the winners. I gotta regulate that. I'm trying to do that now, but uh, I feel bad for the mama. They suck her ass dry.
1: Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> life's a, about choices. That's what what's good. Say, life's about choices. You're learning that. She's learning that. She's definitely learning that. She's like, I don't ever want to have Hopefully our viewers are learning that. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't do that. Don't don't be him. Yeah. Don't be me. Do not be me. But.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I mean things are uh, quite the story. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean on a on a different note, the going change. Um, I've been very intentional with my content, so um, I've been on constantly posting, like consistently since the start of the year. Whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on TikTok. Um, even a little bit on Snapchat, but... And slightly on Twitter, but not much. But, um... Being very consistent, being very intentional. Um... I did a lot of networking, a lot of moving and shaking and sh- uh, over these last couple years. And... I have so many people that I've interacted with in so many different places and uh, so many different met people so many different ways that now um, to me is if I have you in my phone or I have you as a Facebook friend or I have you as a connection and I don't talk to you in any type of capacity, what the hell do I have you in my phone or connected with you in the first place? And to be honest with you, a lot of it was very, it wasn't malicious, like, uh, it wasn't always like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect with you just for you to be a client a client, but it's also, of course, when I was very recruiting, uh, focused where it's like, okay, well then if you're not interested, you can connect me to somebody that you know, things like that. So now to me is, which is taking a long time, by the way, I'm trying to figure out a better way is I I have, you know, a couple thousand, you know, Facebook friends, a couple thousand connections on LinkedIn and various other platforms, and I'm making the rounds on Facebook first to message every one of my Facebook friends and to basically say, hey, I connected with some of you because some of you were hot. Some I just wanted to recruit. Some I wanted to get as a client. Some I wanted you just, just, just to, get or use you as leverage. And my biggest thing now is I generally want to help you in any type of capacity. Some of you I've never met in real life. I've seen you go through trials and tribulations. I've seen you have kids. I've seen you um, have triumphs and tragedies. And my biggest thing about it is it's like I have a vast network across the country and several different industries and know a whole bunch of different people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you a story and then we're going to kind of, you know, get into, uh, you know, the main topic.
1: So but, before the story, so what are you, what are you aiming at? Like what, what is the purpose of this entire project? Cause it sounds like a pretty massive undertaking to literally message thousands of people individually for a whole wide range of reasons. So like, what the, are you hoping at the end of this? The main reason is to genuinely connect with
0: people. And I've realized that I have not been genuinely connected with and that everybody wants to reach some type of goal, whether it's personal, whether it's financial, whether it's career. And I feel like because I know so many different people in so many different places, I can help you reach one of them, at least. And it's one of those things where if I can do that, that's automatically going to help me get to wherever I'm going. I'm not necessarily trying to build a big organization. I'm trying to accomplish certain goals that, for me, as far as being a financial authority, making this podcast, you know, something that I could be proud of, something on the lines to be—I'm just a kid from Jersey that uh, wasn't the smartest, wasn't the you know smoothest, but I was a hard-headed. I was, a, was hard-headed, and yeah. I was not willing to give up. And I ran through a lot of walls, and I, you know, went through a lot of shit, but. I'll never forget one of uh, one of uh, mentors always said that when you hit a higher position in leadership, your story, who you are, will be more relatable than anything me or any of the other people that are at the higher positions. We're at like you can relate on a level that we never can. Mm-hmm. So that's something to where. I've never been the one, the guy to say, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm just a hard-headed individual. I mean, you're not going to want to go through the things I went through to get to where you need to be. But whatever type
1: of goal you're trying to reach, why not help you? That is that is quite the, the epic quest that you are looking to embark upon, sir. Yeah. And uh, you know I wish you great success in connecting with a whole bunch of like-minded people, uh, helping them to accomplish their goals and... You know, ultimately help me to propel you to accomplish yours as well. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's funny the way I'm speaking, even uh, on this podcast right now. If you would have told me a decade ago, like I was the kid that like couldn't order pizza. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I had teachers that would literally count to five, like read this one, two, base. "Quote unquote," threatened me basically. You okay. know? Yeah, uh, couldn't read out loud, and even when I got into sales, people that I work with would watch me crash and burn in front of customers. So I realized very, very quickly like if I don't learn how to talk, I'm not going to be able to make money. And out of all the people, even thinking about that not only can I talk but I can speak very well is something that um, I never could imagine at all Yep,
1: but you got there step by step
0: yeah it's been, not up. it's been a long road golly but um, so guys we're gonna go into our last segment of the night uh,
1: and that's why Aaron's in all black <laughs> yeah. I'm black, y'all. I'm black girl. <laughs> Shout out tv D four.
0: What color you want. Yeah. As long as it's black. Exactly. But um, you know, it's February, so as you know, it's Black History Month. And as I've gotten older, I mean you you're always taught the, you know, you know the main things, Black History Month. Remember Disney Channel and the color of friendship and uh, you know, Mississippi burning and stuff like that. And it's, I feel like as you get older, there's still an importance. Where, when we think about this country, where, you know, in the beginning it made sense as far as having a Black History Month to show the accomplishments. But black history is American history. Indeed it is. So, Morgan Freeman said this a while ago. while back but and even I think you know in schools across the country February is always talked about George Washington Carver and you know Madam C.J. Walker and all these you know for you guys at home most of the things you have in your house were made by people that look like us and if you don't believe us do your goops. but um it, it, as I've gotten older it's always felt like that was to prove um, the people that said that black people haven't done anything in this country this is what we've done so on and so forth where I feel like it shouldn't just be a month it should be like any other thing in history like when you have certain dates in when you have certain dates that come across like during the year then black history should be talked about
1: like mlk
0: yeah like MLK. Like Juneteenth? yeah like you you realize about certain things of course for certain reasons of course weren't taught in schools and you know as far as uh really a lot of the things that did happen to black people the the ugliness of you know post-slavery and things of that nature where people just think that you know i always think about that family guy uh skit where they take the chains off it's like we're well, cool, right? <laughs> yeah, about uh, that. Yeah. And it's one of the things where it's you gotta think about slavery was eighteen sixty five, the right to vote was nineteen sixty eight, so what happened in that hundred year period? Nothing good. No. It was killing black people like it was going out style. Rosewood, that, that, that yeah, Tulsa. Yep. And we've come so far. We I'm never gonna say we haven't come so far, but it's one of the things where you just realize like, you know, you may or may not have had these rose colored glasses on so long to where things don't just have to be just good. I'm not expecting um anything to be perfect. Like even in America. America has its issues with race and things like that. Like, at this stage in my life, I'm 31 years old. I don't care if someone's racist. I do not care. Do not impede my progress. Do not actively try to restrict me from moving forward. And don't try to kill me. Other than that, and
1: see, and see, that's about it. That's and therein all. lies the problem. That right there is the crux of the problem. Okay. Because it would be one thing if someone being racist existed in a vacuum. Yeah. Like they just kind of float around in the ether Yes, yeah. have these ideas in a little bubble yeah. and it affects no one but themselves. So exactly. that's not the way it really works. Yeah. Low hanging fruit, but well, let's take law enforcement, for example. Yeah. While you may not personally care what beliefs someone may hold, when that person's in a position of authority, exactly. especially a position of authority where they're justified in using lethal force in instances where they deem it appropriate if that person holds such beliefs that's going to violate some of those very tenets that you just described yeah and um it's always
0: curious when like we've all heard of compartmentalization and it just seems like in certain industries or in certain situations that just goes out the window
1: i mean compartmentalization is not really so much a valid concept as others would have you believe like, if you've ever been in a relationship, you know the follies of the theory of compartmentalization. Yeah. Yeah, everything's compartmentalized until you fuck up. Yeah. And then everything you ever did wrong, boom, now that's on you. Yeah, You don't wash the dishes one night. That's right, you was never shit. You got stinky <laughs> and this, that, and the third and all this other stuff. Compartmentalization is just its just a ploy. Yeah. It's, it's not real. Like, you are a whole person. Yeah. Like you are the sum of your experiences. That's what leads you to your perspective. That's what makes you who you are. You can't separate what you believe and who you are from what you are doing consistently and over the long. Not time. For, not it's for just long, not
0: going to happen. Not for a long period of time. There's like always, you, can't, you
1: can't be a judge or you know some politician or a police officer or someone that exercises their authority on a daily basis and, and is constantly views. making judgment calls, especially judgment calls that are not reviewed mm. by anything that resembles. You know, a, a board of people with diverse opinions or experiences. Yeah. It, it happens, yeah. and it's not always something big. It's not always, you know, someone getting murdered or losing their life or yeah. you know being falsely imprisoned. Sometimes it's little things, small things like tickets. Yeah. Maybe maybe you get a ticket, right? Maybe that three hundred dollar ticket, you know, puts you in a spot where you can't pay something else, and it's a cascading effect that ends up having a negative impact. But maybe somebody else that doesn't look like you yeah. is in the same situation. They get to slide. Yeah. They get to continue on. They don't have that setback. Yeah. you know. And imagine over the course of your life that happens several times. Like, look what position you would be in versus the person who yeah. got the benefit of the doubt. So no.
0: Nah. Yeah. I mean, and so
1: Black History Month needs to exist as long as situations like that persist. Certainly as long as you have individuals like Ron DeSantis in positions of power Dictating legislation surrounding education, clearly there is a need for Black History Month. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, and it always has to be
0: something so blatant to smack smack a a certain demographic in the face to be like, "Oh my God, now I believe, now I see it." When it's like, of course, I'm not. First of all, it gets to a point where if I keep telling you, and I'm not just some person off the street. I'm a person you know. And
1: it gets exhausting. It's be like, all right, well, shit. People don't know what they don't know. And, like, they know you, but they don't know your life. They don't know your experience. It's one thing to hear it. It's quite another thing to live it. And then, of course, it's, it's, it's
0: never the... It's not that they don't believe you, but they can't wrap their head around it. And when you try to give them examples, like, if you're in a situation and law enforcement comes out or someone of authority and doesn't matter if they know the situation, who are they gonna believe
1: first? You know, it's unfortunate that in many cases, you know, it's not really an equitable situation. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can do your part, you can try to educate those, but quite frankly, that is exhausting i mean i think that part of the benefit of black history month being a month like you mentioned like you feel like it should be a year it should be a constant education yeah and i agree it should be like it should be more equitably woven into american history as a whole like there really shouldn't be a a separation of the two although interestingly they just now are coming out with an ap African-American history course, mm. uh, as far as for the college board to take mm. credit for it. Like, mm-hmm. that's in the final stages now. Okay. Again, Florida being a, a monkey wrench, and that works. Of course. Bringing up all sorts of ridiculous objections on yeah. behalf of the governor. But aside from that, it's, it's exhausting having to answer questions. Like, and Black History Month being a case where, you know, and I, I applaud. There's there are people on social media, like, every day they go out and make a post hey, look at this person from history that you may not know a whole lot yeah, about. Yeah, you like those. That's nice. cool, but that takes effort, that's work. And then on top of that, you got people asking questions. Oh, I didn't know about that. Tell me about this, tell me about that. And it's great when people engage you and you have yeah. the opportunity to, yeah. to to bring some kind of additional insight. But imagine having to do that all year round.
0: And then it's almost where it's like you can, you know, our phones are, people told me this, we have the entirety of human knowledge at our fingertips and any of the things that we would want to look up you guys can look that up but it's the thing about it is like okay well then there's books out there and well, why is it why is it always on the on the on on a certain demographic to educate another demographic where this just like and then something always always catastrophic or crazy has to happen where it's like no I believe. And it's at that
1: point it's like I don't even hear it. Well see a couple of things on that point. One it's 2023. Quite frankly in the first world all ignorance is willful at this point in time. As you stated we have smartphones with the entirety of knowledge of human beings. Yeah. Right at your fingertips. You press a button and it's there. If you want to know you can know. Yeah. If you don't know in 2023, it's because you don't care to find out. Exactly. And that's a choice that you have made.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, as, who was it that said, if someone shows you who they are, believe them? I don't know who that said that. I believe that was Tony Morrison, but we'll, we'll yeah. fact check that. If that's wrong, there'll be a correction in the comments. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, that, that's what it is. Now, I have encountered people, and this is fairly common, who have the capability, of course, to look up that information. But it's not so much the information. Because the thing is, like, there's false sources out there of information all over the place. Exactly. You know, you look at CNN, you're like, okay, there's a certain slant on that. You look at Fox News, oh, there's a slant on that. Like, where do I go to find the truth? Yeah. You know, I'd say NPR, but, you know, this is not about news. Um, But people want to get a personal perspective. Like, if somebody knows you, Aaron, they, they might feel comfortable, hey, I read this. And my experience, you know, is nothing like what I'm what I'm reading here. Could you perhaps add some some context, some perspective, to this thing that I read to help me to understand? Like I've encountered several people who've legitimately wanted to develop yeah. a deeper understanding, and I'm here for that all day. Like we'll sit down and have long a long conversation we need to yeah. have, uh, so that that way we can be on the same page, um, because sometimes that's People are just wanting to, to, to get like your personal touch or your personal um, perspective on, on the situation and not just look at it like it's a history book. Yeah. Because it might directly contradict something that they've been told by people in their life previously, you know, that may not necessarily hold the most equitable viewpoints. So, you know, you, you do have an opportunity with some people to, to engage and have a positive impact. You you just know so much now
0: that things have to, you feel like things aren't changing as fast enough, but even, you want to say 60 years ago, I mean, you know, would we be where we are right now?
1: You know, and, you know. Well, see, and that's kind of the challenge, because like you said, like it usually takes something big for somebody to go, oh, now I believe you. Right, 60 years ago, every speed corner you turned down, there was a, a blatant reason staring you in the face for why you need to stand up and you need to do something. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, if you want comfort and convenience, can get all you, you can find that, especially if you have any level of resources. So you, know, you can largely shield yourself from those negative impacts. It's become more of a, a socioeconomic situation than, than strictly really a racial one yeah um, you can move your way out of neighborhoods where these things are likely yeah. to occur and pretend like they don't happen if that's the path you choose to take and then once you have that you can essentially insulate yourself <laughs> to an extent because you know everybody always they take road trips they travel they go to different places you know sometimes you can't insulate yourself
0: yeah. this is the first podcast of uh, 2023 i hope you guys enjoyed it you can find me at financial swiss army knife on ig also on instagram uh, Snapchat, Aaron
1: Streeter on Facebook. And where can they find you at? Uh, I'll be a Bushido Driver on uh, on YouTube, uh, Facebook as well, and uh, also Instagram.
0: Um, the uh, Street Perspective uh, podcast will be coming to Instagram, so I'm going to be making a Instagram page. And uh, the new logo will be coming soon. And as always, guys, we're out of here. Later. Peace.